0: You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us this week on the Neutral Zone. I'm Phil Milani alongside Eric Dalala. We have a great show in store for you. We are joined by Field Yates, an NFL insider for ESPN, and also co host of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. This whole episode will be all about fantasy football, a little bit of football as we look ahead to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And then we talk to rookie sensation, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Eric, that was a great conversation you had with him. Yeah, I mean, this
2: podcast might be about fantasy football, but it's a reality, Phil, that we got to talk to Cortland. He kind of shared his thoughts on some potential fantasy football team names. Uh, shared his thoughts on his Madden ratings and then also talked a little bit about how good he's been, you know, both in the preseason during training camp and all the way back to when he was drafted in the second round. So, uh, it was pretty, pretty exciting to talk with him.
1: Yeah. And you bounced some uh, fantasy football team names off of him to see what he liked. Uh, there's some good ones in there. I'll just say that.
2: I liked all of them personally.
1: (laughs) He was not a big fan of a couple of them. So, uh, we got a great conversation with Cortland Sutton. Uh, but first, Eric, let's talk a little fantasy football here. Um, do you like fantasy football, or are you more like, hey, let's just pl- see what happens on the field?
2: You know, I think uh, definitely the field is ultimately more important, but fantasy is a good way to kind of build some relationships with your coworkers or, you know, if you're staying in touch with some high school buddies, it's always fun. Um, you got any tips out there for people that haven't really played before?
1: Well, I love fantasy football. Because I know you do. You got the red zone going, you're bouncing from uh, game to game, you can... Follow all your guys. And it really takes some games that you think are just completely meaningless. You get really interested in all of a sudden, hey, find so-and-so in the end zone. And then if they run it, you get upset. And um, I do like fantasy football. My tip, I would say, is go heavy running back and wide receiver early. Uh, I think you can. You're going to be able to find quarterbacks out there. You're going to be able. Don't draft a field goal kicker or a, a defense until the very end. Um, that's my fantasy football draft advice.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, you're not wrong necessarily. But for me, it's all about.
1: No, I'm not wrong at all.
2: <laughs> for me, it's all about having fun. And what's oh, more oh, fun? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to win in the process, but having fun also important, and what's more fun than cheering, guy, cheering on guys that you like, so loading up on two or three guys from your favorite team always makes watching Sunday's game more exciting, and if you avoid the guys that the division rivals in the AFC West, then down the stretch you don't need to be like, well, I need the Broncos to win this game, that's but true. I need Phillip Rivers to throw two touchdowns, <laughs> that's when you get yourself in a little bit of a bind.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, let's uh, hear what an expert has to say about uh, fantasy football. We go over all your drafting advice you'll ever need with Field Yates. Here's part one of my conversation with the NFL Insider for ESPN. All right, back here on the Neutral Zone. Very happy to be joined by Field Yates an NFL insider for ESPN and also a co-host of uh, the Fantasy Focus football podcast uh, field. I know it's the busiest time of year for you, so thank you so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, glad to do it. And by the way, like you automatically get bonus points by naming it or calling the Fantasy focused by the proper name, Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is a mouthful. Sometimes people trip up on that one.
1: <laughs> well, it's a must-listen to, uh, as you get set for uh, the fantasy season here. Uh, Field, I know that you just published something on ESPN.com, your nine rules for drafting. Uh, number one is draft based on value. Don't fill up the starting lineup right away. Uh, what do you mean by that?
0: What I think is really important for people to remember in fantasy football is that the team you draft – is often not close to the team that you use throughout the season. What I mean by that is invariably you're going to have players that either underperform or get injured, and you're going to have to pick players up off of the waiver wire, or you're going to be peppered with trades during the preseason or even the regular season itself. So what can really separate, I think, one person in the league from the rest of the league or one person in the league from another team in the league is simply his or her ability to in-season manage. So you draft based on value to collect players that might not just bring the most value to you, but could bring the most value to somebody else. It's never a bad thing to have as many players that you feel competent in week to week on your roster. You can always find utility out of them, whether that's as a starter, a backup, or a potential trade chip.
1: Well, some sage advice there. So don't, don't go filling up your starting lineup, uh, when you, you don't need a quarterback in the second round, right?
0: That's correct. And I, I think I understand, I understand why people draft players early on in fantasy football at quarterback and sometimes even at, you know, tight end or another t- a starter spot that you have to fill. The rule of thumb on quarterbacks, so that I think is important to note, is, you know, this year, going into the season, I can make the case for, I would bet, 20 to 22 or even 24 quarterbacks that I would say could finish as a top 10 player at the position. There are so many good players in fantasy football, like quarterback. And yet, if you look at running back or wide receiver, things thin out dramatically after a pretty finite number of players on a respective list. So you want to make sure that you go patient on quarterback and wait for a player uh, you know, that you can get in the 8th, ninth, or 10th round if others are drafting quarterbacks earlier. In the meantime, grab as many running backs and wide receivers as you can.
1: Uh, speaking of wide receivers for the from the Broncos' front here, what does the addition of a uh, Case Keenum do for the value of wideouts uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas?
0: Yeah, two players that I think might be a little bit overlooked in this process Right now, but that's probably bound to change. And, you know, they've certainly had some notable moments, Emmanuel in particular, during the preseason games. But, you know, Demarius Thomas is, I think, you know, has been long regarded as a superstar wide receiver. And yet we might still underappreciate his consistency. He's the only player in the NFL with 75 catches in six or more straight seasons. He's had six straight times. And, you know, I think it's no mystery that Denver feels as though it's upgraded a quarterback this offseason. So you imagine what Demarius has done while going through sometimes a roulette of quarterbacks. Well, now with Case Keenum, who was red hot last year in Minnesota, it should be a boon to both him and Emmanuel Sanders, who figure to be the clear-cut number, two, one, and two, number one and two wide receivers in Denver.
1: You mentioned so many quarterbacks in the league now. Is Keenum a sleeper type f- for you?
0: Keenum is one of those players that falls into the ability to be a top-ten quarterback, right? It's a player that we saw last year do exactly that, and yet he's going to be ranked probably closer to 20 amongst quarterbacks in a lot of boards, which is not necessarily a slight or an indictment to case. It's more just the depth of the position I think if you left the draft and Case Keenum was your quarterback, there's an easy case to make that he could work out just fine. We saw it last year, one of the most unpredictable and unlikely success stories at quarterback quite some time. And, you know, anytime John Elway, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, makes a major investment in the quarterback, I tend to make note of it. I think (laughs) he would know what he's doing in that regard.
1: Yeah. You hope so. I think he, he said he got his guy with Case Keenum this off season. Um, also around here, there's been a lot of buzz about Royce Freeman. Uh, we saw that you, you tweeted about him the other day. you think he could be a fantasy steal right now?
0: Yeah, the, the issue with Royce is that he's almost playing 2L, well, right? You know, all of a sudden people are going from, who's Royce Freeman, to, oh, I better draft Royce Freeman before somebody else does. Such an exciting player during his time at Oregon, and I get it that Oregon's been a little bit – at least during the final couple of years of his career. They weren't as dominant of a college football team as they were at the beginning portion of his career. But think about all the running backs that have gone on to play in the NFL from Oregon. There's a long list of them. Jonathan Stewart, one of the most recent examples of a really good college player who's also been good at the NFL level. Bruce Rubens had all sorts of career records at Oregon during his time as a Duck. He found the end zone on 10 or more occasions in each of his four seasons, 1,000 yard rusher routinely. And, you know, I don't know, frankly, what the full passing game workload will look like for Royce Freeman in Denver, but I just think he's such a good player that he could step into a prominent role sooner rather than later.
1: Uh, I heard you on the uh, Adam Schefter podcast. You said you don't necessarily like to rank players as like running back one, two, three, more of a tier type of system. Where do you see him? What kind of tier of running back do you think he'd be?
0: Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that because there's something I feel strongly about is people ask me so concretely, just for example, would you prefer Demarius Thomas or Larry Fitzgerald? I mean, honestly, it's a very difficult decision to make because the reality is if you pick one, it is often positioned as a negative reference or reflection on the other the answer is I like both of those players. They're both unbelievable. You know, Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, they feature a future Hall of Famer. DeMarius Thomas might have a case for himself one day in that regard if he keeps up his production. What I feel is more important is when I'm looking at my rosters each week and I'm inserting players into slots, there are times, you know, I'm doing it with either implicit trust, implicit trust with the expectation that that player is going to dominate. Or sometimes I'm doing so and I'm saying I don't feel great about it. So Royce Freeman to me would be a running back that would be not in the very top tier because that's reserved for players like Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley who have a longer, larger sample size of dominance at the NFL level. But someone like Royce Freeman would be, you know, whether you want to call it tier two or the tier of confidence, which is what I would say, which is, hey, I'm confident in starting him in week one. That's where I feel like he's at, as opposed to players that you get a little bit further down the depth chart and you're saying, I'm starting that player because I have to or I can talk myself into it, not necessarily because I want to start that player.
1: All right, that's part one of my conversation with Field Yates. A lot of good stuff there on the fantasy front. Uh, Seems like he's pretty high on Royce Freeman. We'll have a part two in just a minute. But first, Eric, let's get to our first game of this week's edition of the Neutral Zone.
2: Yeah, Phil, I uh, enjoyed that first part with uh, Field there. Um, It's time for our Limerick Challenge, which I think is personally my favorite part of each uh, show, and it's not just because I write the Limericks. Uh, We've got another fan joining us. Who do we have on the line?
3: Uh, my name is Shelby Harris. I'm from Pocatello, Idaho, and I've been a Broncos countryman since uh, before I was born. So.
2: Shelby Harris, I just saw you walk out of the defensive line room. <laughs>
3: yeah, shout out to the real Shelby Harris. Uh, mine's actually spelled IE, his is with a Y. I, uh, I would say that uh, the D lineman's got me beat there, though. He's, um, you know, what a stud there. Super excited. I watched, uh, and then shout out to him and, and blocking that punt first game or uh, field goal last game was just incredible to. To hear my name come across the, the TV <laughs> screen
0: was so awesome.
2: Yeah, he's been a good addition for the team. Uh, is he your your favorite Bronco of all time, or is it somebody else?
3: Yeah, favorite Bronco of all times got to be Al Wilson, fifty six. Uh, you know, I got his his number on my my class ring. I wore that throughout all four years of uh, high school football. And uh, yeah, shout out to Al, man. He's he's a stud for sure.
2: Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Well, we'll uh, see if we can get you some more Broncos swag to go with that. As we begin our limerick challenge. Again, Shelby, if you uh, get two out of three of these right, you'll be a winner. We uh, have had some good luck here in recent weeks for people. Let's see if you can keep it going. Okay,
3: man. No pressure.
2: All right. Some fans might find this game a bore. But if so, they don't know what's in store. These players have just one thought. To compete for a roster spot. That's what's on the line in...
3: Our store? That's what's on the... I'm st- man, I'm stumped. Uh, I have no idea. That's
2: what that's what's on the line in week four. Week four. Oh, man. That's okay. Ugh. You still got uh, two more chances to win here. Um, maybe these will be a little bit easier. Uh, okay, here's number two. At cornerback, there's still more to learn. But Coach Joseph said there's no concern. More veterans are good, though. That much we do know. And on punts, Jones can also
3: concern
2: one more time what'd you say is it
3: can also
2: on punts there's a that might help a little bit
3: oh on punts can also t- return there return. you go there you go return.
2: we yeah. uh knew you could get there oh. yeah head coach fans, head coach fans joseph talked this week about how uh proven adam jones is at the punt return position you know he's been an all pro at kick returner and that could be a big spot for him if he fills in there as well as at the broncos fourth corner position um we'll see how Definitely. that plays out okay well,
3: i think it's good empty no matter what
2: exactly and we'll uh we'll try one more here to see if you can come back and be a winner so here's your last Alrighty. here's your last limerick Versus seattle we want case good as new so his preseason playing time is through. But he's not the only one whose minutes versus Arizona will be none. Keenum is just one of 22. There you go. I thought that might have uh, been a tricky one, but you obviously no, saw.
1: No,
3: I've been following that like crazy. So uh, I'm just kind of really wondering about running back. Uh, I'll just kind of leave it at that. We'll see where they go with that uh, of the 22. That's kind of where I'm most with Royce and Buck, and I don't know we'll see
2: we will see um like you mentioned uh, Vance Joseph said this week at least 22 guys are not going to play on Thursday versus Arizona but for someone like Case Keenum he can turn his focus ahead to what he can kind of take from that for a week seven game against Arizona Shelby a come from behind winner uh, congratulations and thanks for joining us here on the neutral zone
3: hey thanks so much guys it was a pleasure I really appreciate the opportunity
1: all right, Eric, nice job there with uh, Shelby. And let's get to part two of my conversation with Field Yates. We start off by asking him about Cortland Sutton, another rookie, getting a lot of buzz. Uh, is he worth rolling the dice on?
0: I think so late in your draft. And here's why I have to say that. Is it's only late in the draft because I just made the case for Emmanuel and Demarius as guys that I think are going to be inside the top 25 or 30 by season's end at wide receiver. It's pretty rare to see a team that carries three wide receivers you can consistently start week to week Mm -hmm. in fantasy. So if Cortland Sutton were to emerge in that regard, it might be at the cost of somebody else in the passing game. And I just don't think that Emmanuel or Demarius is going to regress that much this year to the point that you say, And I don't know if I could start those guys week to week. I like the player a lot, and you know I often remind people during the real NFL draft, the teams do not simply draft for the upcoming season. They draft with the future in mind, which I think was part of the motivation of adding a player like Cortland Sutton, but he's been great during the preseason. He seems to have a natural ability to utilize the uncommon size he has, which not all players do when they get to the NFL level. So the late round flyer I'm definitely on board with Portland but
1: uh, along the same lines uh, as that a guy like a tight end Jake Butt you know a year ago a lot of high hopes uh, that he'd eventually become a weapon is he worth like a late round tight end kind of pick as well
0: I think if you're going to take Jake Butt it would be very end of your draft now I'm with you in the point that you know I, I guess it was January 1 of 2017 or just before that when Jake suffered that ACL injury that pushed him from maybe first round NFL draft consideration or second round draft, second round draft consideration to, you know, where he ended up and spending the year last year on, I believe the non-football injury list uh, in Denver. He was a player that is um, at a position where there aren't a ton of sure things. So I think that for people that are willing to roster two tight ends, that's where Jake butt fits into the mix. Um, there are players that are sure things at that spot at tight end, and they go very early on in the proceedings. But there's only about five or six tight ends that you can say that about. So, but would be a, you know, a final couple of rounds. There are a lot of players that, depending on how your roster has shaped up previously, you can make the case for in the 14th, 15th, or 16th round.
1: As teams start putting their leagues together, one of the first things that uh, fantasy players do, they come up with their team name. Do you have any advice on uh, coming up with a good nickname for your team?
0: You know, it's so here's where I, I feel uh, as if I'm not doing a service to the readers, listeners, or viewers. <laughs> you know, my with my last name being Yates, the phrase Yater's going to yate took shape <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I've just made that all of my team names that I play on in fantasy football. it's uh, you know, It certainly makes things easier for me. I've heard of plenty of good names so far uh, this preseason. It feels, though, that a lot of names for teams often have a hook that ties into an inside joke amongst one or more members of the league. Uh, so I find that uh, the generic names that go across the fantasy community I don't dislike them, but I feel like people can put a little bit more of a personal touch that will make it all worth
1: it. Yeah, you got to go with the uh, inside joke. I know that's what uh, we do in the office over here. Um, Lastly here, I know you do more than just fantasy, so uh, can we just get your general thoughts here on the Broncos from a national perspective?
0: It certainly feels like what the Broncos are angling to do this year is get back to what I think made them so successful during a few-year run when, of course, they played in multiple Super Bowls and won one, which was and you know, obviously play good defense. Nobody that. And I'm not trying to be simplistic in saying that, but developing a pass rush that is merely too good to account for for an opposing offense. And even if the secondary looks a little bit different this year, um, certainly still a very capable secondary when you have two starters at cornerback that you believe in implicitly, and obviously Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby as well. Um, but then an offense run the football effectively behind a much more stable offensive line. And the passing game's got two good weapons. As we talked about it, wide receiver. So you feel good there. I have said uh, that the AFC West is the one division where I think any of the four teams could legitimately win the division this year. I don't take. Uh, I don't think any of these teams will be a pushover, and I think all of them could chase 10, 11 wins. So Denver will be there right in the mix. If Case Keenum continues his play from last season, they're going to be a very difficult weekly yeah. out.
1: Well, we uh, let's get it started here in just a couple of weeks here for the regular season, finally. <laughs>
0: the, the countdown is officially on. Like We count
1: down for about 100 days out, but <laughs> once you get
0: to this part of the year, when you can you can count on two hands, that's when we get down to the nitty-gritty.
1: Exactly. Well, uh, thank you for uh, giving your insight here on the fantasy world, and hopefully uh, listeners got some good knowledge as they get set to uh, go through their drafts.
0: Thank you so much for having me on, Phil.
1: Our thanks to uh, NFL insider Field Yates for coming on the podcast again. uh, Hopefully you got some good nuggets of information there to help you dominate your fantasy football leagues this year. Uh, Now let's get to another game here. We call it Who Said It? And this week we're bringing on our intern for the season. uh, What's your name again? That would be Zach Peerless
2: talking to you right now.
1: Oh, I'm just, jo- I'm just joking. I know that it's Zach. I'm just giving him a hard time here. Thanks for uh, coming on the Neutral Zone here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where'd you go to school?
3: I went to school at Northwestern University. Perhaps you've heard of it. And, uh, and where'd you grow
2: up? I grew up in Waynesboro, Virginia. Shout out to the 20 people from Waynesboro.
1: Nice. And of course, uh, now you're in Broncos country. I am in Broncos country and enjoying it. All right. Well, uh, let's get to our game here. It's who said it. You, un- you understand how the game works, right? I think I have to tell you who said it. Yes. I'll read you a quote, and uh, you tell me who said it. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's just a great day yesterday. When it happened, it was greater than I expected. Really, just all the emotions coming out, thinking back on all of his achievements and everything he's done.
2: That is Joe
0: Ellis.
1: Yes, that's uh, Broncos president and CEO Joe Ellis talking about owner Pat Bolin being nominated by the Contributors Committee to be a Hall of Fame finalist. Zach, you're paying attention.
2: I am paying attention. Thank you.
1: Okay, uh, here's another one. I haven't won a playoff game, and I've been in the league 12 years. I'm just trying to win a playoff game and help these guys as much as I can. We have a talented group of guys here in the backfield and all around the team.
2: That would be newly acquired corner and returner, Adam Jones.
1: Yes, that's right. Adam Jones acquired this week, um, a veteran coming in, and he'll be able to uh, play cornerback and also uh, maybe some returner as well. Zach, nice job. And let's see, you're already a winner here. So let's see if you can get this last one. I feel a little bit of confidence, but at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. Whether they have me on the practice squad or on the active roster or have me on the active roster, I'll just be appreciative of being part of this organization. Uh,
2: I'm going to have to go with Safety DeMonte Thomas.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, to tell you the truth, I'm surprised you even know the roster.
2: Yeah, well, I'm surprised you still don't know
1: my name. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zach, you're a winner. You uh, got all three right on who said it, so uh, we'll be able to uh, send you out a prize package. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the Neutral Zone. Thank you for having me.
2: Thanks, Phil. Yeah, as uh, interesting as Zach was, I think people might find our conversation with rookie wide receiver Cortland Sutton just a little more interesting. Uh, Talk to him about fantasy football, Madden, some ideas for your team names and uh, what he's looking to do to make this season a success. Back here on the Neutral Zone podcast with rookie wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Cortland, we're standing off the field here at UC Health Training Center. You made a lot of plays this training camp, this preseason, a touchdown catch, a one-handed catch over Josh Norman, but we're not going to talk all that much about what you've done on the field so far, if that's okay with you.
4: That's cool with me.
2: (laughs) So this week, a lot of people are kind of getting their fantasy football team set. And so we thought we'd come to you, your first year in the league. Are you a big fantasy football guy?
4: I actually am. I got a group of boys back home I play fantasy with uh, since my freshman year in college.
2: Are you going to draft yourself? Is that a requirement?
4: Most definitely. <laughs> I'm starting every week.
2: <laughs> what what round is an appropriate place for you or for uh, some other fans to maybe take you to make sure they get the best value?
4: Uh, as Cortland Sutton is talking about Cortland Sutton. I'll probably say, to be honest... You always got to get a, a good quarterback first round. I would say third round. You could probably go 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 swipe go swipe a Cortland Sutton pick. That'd be a good pick, good round to go make that happen. In
2: we were talking to Field Yates before. He's a big fantasy football guy. He might be sleeping on you a little bit. Do you have to kind of go out there and prove uh, your fantasy football value now that you've proved your regular football? Almost oh, definitely,
4: you? most definitely. I feel like you got to prove yourself day in and day out, um, especially at this level. You know, there's a lot of people who um, show up one game and then they kind of disappear. I don't want to be one of those guys. I mean, like I said, I play fantasy for a while and you'll see this one guy who will pop up in the, in the, uh, where you can pick up guys and he'll have like 30 points. Be like who is this guy? And then you go pick them up and then they don't score anymore the rest of the season. So um, I definitely want to be a guy who's consistent. Um, people know that if, I, if they put me in there and they're on their roster to start each week then I'm gonna go out there and be consistent.
2: So we also, this is the time of year you start to pick your fantasy football team name. So we, uh, we put some together that involve Cortland Sutton, just let us know uh, what you think of each L- of these. Let me teams. hear them. All right. <laughs> Cortland is in session.
4: And yeah, not a big fan. No, oh,
2: okay. King of the Cortland. Nah. Nope. The Curious Case of Benjamin Sutton. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that, that's that's a funny one. We keep that one on the burner. Keep that on the burner. All
2: right. Uh, a couple more. Sutton Death. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. And then last one, uh, the Cortland Trailblazers. Okay. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Another thing uh, going on right now, Madden, uh, we're about to get to the first week of the season. They're going to start updating some of the rankings. Are you also a a Madden guy as well? Most
4: definitely. I'm waiting for them to update my my rankings because I know for a fact my catching should be up, Um, my spectacular catch should be up, Um, my blocking should be up, my speed should be up. This, this All of these things should push my overall above the 75 that it's at right now. So you already sure. know.
2: I was going to say you're at a 75 overall. I was going to see what you thought about that, but it, it's clear you're uh, yeah aware. They,
4: they told us at uh, rookie premier what our rankings would be. They told us we had to keep it a secret until the game drop. so I didn't say much about it. Um, however, talking to the guy who does the updates, he says, you know, if we go in and improve ourselves each week, that they're willing to do updates. So, you know, the things that I've shown in camp, uh, the things that, um, I'm looking forward to show everybody show the world uh, once the season starts um, I'm pretty sure I'm mad and ready to go up Got here a few of the the ratings for people at home 89 speed Yes, not high enough not high enough. I, I'm i a deceivingly fast person if you ask anybody that's lined up in front of me They'll tell you I'm very deceivingly fast. If you look at it from the side. You'd be like, okay He's running, but if you line up right in front of me, you'd be like, okay, this guy's running running. 64 awareness yeah i don't know where they i think sometimes i think for some of those um they kind of for a lot of us rookies and some guys for certain positions they just throw numbers out there for some of those <laughs> attributes um i know for a fact my awareness is way better than that i got great peripherals um i'm, I'm pretty sure we'll see that going up a couple
2: other ones 83 catch 72 trucking 87 jumping what would the one-handed catch rating be
4: for you uh, I think my spectacular catch should be at least a ninety. It should start at ninety for sure. All right, we'll uh, we'll definitely reach out to them.
2: Um, are you going to be watching SMU this weekend when they uh, take
4: on North Texas? North Texas. I think. Yeah. yeah, most definitely, most definitely, I'm definitely going to watch the. I got a lot of young bulls over there, and I call them young bulls because they were young when I first got there. Uh, a lot of those guys have stepped up into to leader roles, which I'm really excited to see. Um, how they handle those roles. Um, from what I've heard, they're doing great and taking on the roles of, of a lot of a lot of us guys who left and went on to, to the next part of our lives. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think Coach Dykes is, is doing great things over there. They got a great system, um, a great culture going on over there. And I think that it's gonna be a really good year for the guys.
2: You and Emmanuel gonna have a, a watch party or something every week?
4: I don't know how much he follows them. Uh, Anymore, we talk about the Mustangs all the time. You know, we tell everybody that you know, that, that that's our that's our background, that's where we come from, and, and we rep the Mustangs all the time. And I think if I if I mention it to him, he'll definitely be willing to watch it for sure, for sure. Um, but that's just something that we got to talk about. Just a couple football-related questions before yep. we get you out of here. You've obviously had a
2: really good preseason, good training camp. How do you make sure you don't get too high? I know you just came out of watching an extra film. A lot mm-hmm. of guys are out of here, and you're one of the last ones out of the building.
4: Uh, just making sure that you under that I, I understand um, the importance of of what it takes to be great. I mean, I got two guys who who've won super who've won a Super Bowl, who've played in Pro Bowls. Um, they they're and the, they're willing to give me the knowledge that it takes what it takes to be great. And, and getting that knowledge about, if I just act like if I just didn't use it, um, that'd be crazy of me not to use that information. I'm, I'm only a rookie and the things I've done so far are nothing compared to what I want to achieve in my career. So, um, I mean, I said it a lot during camp, but just making sure I'm stacking days on top of days and being consistent with it. I can't show up one day and, and be, and have a really good day and people say, oh, that 14 is going to be a good guy. And then um, another day I show up and everybody's kind of questioning if, I, if I'm going to pan out uh, for the pick that I, I went in or whatever. Uh, so just making sure I come come to work every single day and, and make sure I'm trying to make myself better, um, not only for myself, but for this team, because um, you know we all have things that we bring to the table to make the team the, the, as, as good as we can. And, and I know I have attributes to, that I can bring to the table to help the team.
2: I know Phil and I are certainly excited for the uh, regular season to get here, oh, Seattle <laughs> uh, September 9th. How ready are you after this long off season since being drafted, went through OTAs, went through rookie mini camp, training camp, preseason. It's almost here.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, like you said, it's been a long process, man. I've been playing ball and practicing ball since really January of this 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 year. Um, train with training, combine prep, pro day prep, getting drafted, getting here for OTAs. Uh, going through OTAs going through training camp going through the preseason now and now to ultimately get to the to the regular season I'm really excited about it had a lot of people ask me if I kept that football From my touchdown in the preseason and I told them no because uh, I expect to be able to score um, during the regular season. So uh, the first one during the regular season is going to me is what counts. Um, a lot of people count the one in preseason. I don't really count it just because I have higher expectations for myself than that. So um, I'm really excited for the, for the regular season. I, I'm, I know that the teams, we're, we're, we're looking really, really solid uh, defensively and offensively. So I, um, I have really good expectations, high expectations for us this year. And I'm really excited for uh, this upcoming season.
2: All right, Cortland, well, we'll let you get out of here to make sure you can go reserve one of those fantasy team names before they all get taken. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining us here on the Neutral Zone.
4: Oh, man, I appreciate y'all having me. So that was my
2: conversation with rookie sensation Cortland Sutton, as you uh, so eloquently put it before. Some good stuff there from him, both on fantasy football, well, I, the curious case of uh, Benjamin Sutton. He really that's liked. my favorite. Yeah, sudden death. Favorite. The other ones, eh, he didn't <laughs> like as much. But yeah. that means there's still a couple left for me. Also, thought it was interesting to hear how he stay in focus for the season. I think of how he's acted so far, both inside the building and on the field. It's going to be no surprise if he keeps this up. Um, A couple guys we haven't seen as much of, Phil. One, Adam Jones, who just got here, signed off the street as a free agent. And then, of course, Sua Cravens, who has been here after being acquired in a trade what are you looking for to see from those guys if they play Thursday night?
1: Well, I think that if you talk—let's start with Adam Jones. I think that if you talk to veterans in this league at the cornerback position, former cornerbacks who used to play this position, you know that the that position is so technical. And it's really hard for a rookie, no matter how athletic they are, to just step in and really be a shutdown corner or even just a number three corner in the case of the Broncos need because you know that you're going to get picked on when you got Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby out there. So I think by adding Adam Jones, you know that at the very least you've got a guy who's been in the league a long time. He knows all the little things. He knows how to be able to where his foot placement should go, how to jam at the line. He knows the technical Aspect of the game. So I think just having a veteran at that position, whether he's the third guy or if he's behind Tremaine Brock as the fourth guy, I think just adding some experience there is going to be key. And then as far as Sua Cravens, I think that after making the trade in the offseason, you want to see what he's able to do. We haven't gotten a chance to see Sua out on the field there was a lot of question marks about you know, his passion for the game while he was in Washington. I don't think that that's necessarily a question mark necessarily. At least I haven't seen that just from talking to him. He seems very excited every time he's out on the field. So I'm sure he's anxious to get out there. But I think that based on what the Broncos – gave up in the offseason to get him. I think that they want to see him, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does if he's able to suit up against the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Adam Jones, going back to him for a second, what he talked about when he spoke on the box the other day was, hey, as I've gotten older, I've become a more mental player. I really understand the game, the ins and outs. Um, I think that's really helped him, and I don't think this is a a negative kind of appraisal of Isaac Yadam, who's played really well, I think, and Vance Joseph has said he's been in the position to make a lot of plays. That's not the issue. Making them, finishing those plays off has been kind of spotty at times. I think that kid still has a bright future here. For sure. uh, Third round draft pick. But for right now, based on where they think this team is, I do feel better about now having four veterans as your top four corners. Um, I think that's pretty important if you're looking to make a run at the wild card or the AFC West. And then, like you said, as far as Sua um i'm excited to see him play not just in that deep safety role but down in the box that's where he kind of made his living in college in his limited time with the redskins forcing turnovers um i'm excited to see what he has
1: he's pretty big every time i look out there i see that 21 i instantly think of a keep to lead but then his body size is so much bigger you're like no that's Stuart cravens yeah i uh, (laughs) I don't know if you ever think like that (laughs) I have not, but uh, more
2: power to you. Thanks. Uh, Phil, if people want to hear more uh, kind of insight, like we've just delivered there on body types, where can they find the neutral zone going forward?
1: Uh, Well, we are part of the Broncos Audio Zone, so search that on TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. Make sure to subscribe, and then also give us a rating. That way uh, more people will know about the Broncos Audio Zone and uh, also the neutral zone as we bring you – Insight from uh, national media members, local media members, and then also very intimate interviews with our own uh, players. So make sure to subscribe there and also shoot us a rating. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on uh, at Eric Dalala, at Phil Milani, and uh, be sure to tune in and look out for next week's episode as uh, we head into the Seattle game.
2: Yeah, next time we talk, it's real football.
1: It's real football. All right, that's going to do it for us. For Eric Delisle, this is Phil Milani. Thank you for listening to The Neutral Zone.